Welcome to Don't Box Me In, the show that features conversations with people from all walks of life, talking about their extraordinary experiences and inspirational messages. Now, here's your host, Lana Reed. Hello, 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 and welcome back to this week's edition of Don't Box Me In. I am your host, Lana Reed. Uh, today, I've got a very controversial and hot-button topic. I will be sitting down with author Dr. Nazare Hines-Starr, who has written a book titled, Why Every Black Woman Should Marry a Jewish Man. Now, to read from the introduction of her book, Nazare says, Throughout the book, reasons are provided why Jewish men make excellent husbands and alpha males as well as fantastic lovers. Alpha males, in general, are firm in their values, attractive, high-wage earners, confident, protective, and successful. Men are also, I guess, Jewish men are also shown what not to do in relationships as well as what will make them perhaps be better husbands and boyfriends. The book also sheds light on why successful black women and career gals in general and Jewish men are very compatible. Now, with all of that being said, it is my pleasure to welcome Nazari to the show today. Nazari, welcome to Don't Box Me In. Thank you for having me. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. Well, Miss Lady, you probably have pushed a lot of buttons in this journey of book writing that you've done, I'm assuming. Yes. Okay, okay. I, I promise that I will be a little bit more pleasant to spend time with today. I, I'm gonna be, okay. Um, like I said, this is a very controversial topic here. Um and I, I do want to make sure I give the opportunity to give the audience your side of the story without any prejudgment and anything. That's why we call this show Don't Box Me In in the first place. Um, and I want to make sure I'm understanding this correctly. Uh, in reading your book, you are more so um, referring to black women who are successful in their pro- professions and educated. That's the niche market of black women that you're referring to, correct? Yes. Yes, okay. that's correct. Okay. Um, sometimes I've heard that uh, black women say, uh, speak of dating non-black men due to like negative father figures and such, but that's not the case with you. You grew up in a two-parent black mother-father household, correct? Right. Yes, I did. Oh, okay. What do you um, What do you recall about your father? I mean, what type of man was he to you and your your family and your mother? He was. Always a very loving husband to my my mom and a great dad. He's always been there for us, and he's he's been a great role model, okay. which is kind of, I, I don't understand um, why we don't have that today, but there seems to be a, um, a gap between his generation and the generation that we're facing today. Um, as far as in with the women, um, I would say probably the 20 to 30 year olds, um, they're having a, a, a problems finding um, eligible mates. Eligible mates. Now, growing up in the household that you grew up in, you said, you know, your father was very loving or whatever. I'm assuming when it came time to you to date, you, you, you had certain expectations. What were you looking for when you started dating? Well, I was looking for someone to settle down with, to start a family, someone who could be a provider, um, mm-hmm. as well as embrace the fact that I wanted to, you know, have a career. So, and um, and someone that would just be supportive. 
Gotcha. Okay. Now, I know for me personally, um, I grew up in a very diverse racial um, environment. My high school, I tended to be uh, one of the few black people in there. Uh, a lot of my friends, a lot of social things that I did uh, up until high school uh, was a very multiracial community. Did you have that type of environment growing up as well, or were you uh, in a predominantly around a lot of black people? Well, in my neighborhood, it was predominantly predominantly black, but um, I went to a high school, and my um, elementary school was was a, a mixed environment. Okay, okay. And I do want to let everybody know, you didn't start off on this journey of, I'm going to date interracially, I'm going to marry interracially. Um, in the beginning, you were dating strictly black males? Yes, I was. And actually, all of my girlfriends, we all thought we were going to meet our husbands in pharmacy school. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay. And you did, I I do want to bring up, you did go to a predominantly, uh, well, an HBCU, a a black college. You did go to Howard University. So um, you would think that uh, in a university setting, you would find a nice, eligible, educated black man to settle down and make a life with. But um, I guess now that we're here talking about that didn't happen for you. Right. Yes, that didn't happen. So um, I guess I'm going to assume that you had some bad dating experiences in college. And, and I'm just reflecting on me because it was when I got to college that I got an opportunity to have a lot of experiences with black men and dating or whatever, because previously I did not have any exposure. So but your experience in college and, and dating black men, it, it didn't really turn out too well for you. No, it, it didn't. It was just there was always a. A, a problem. Either they had it together, but they weren't looking for, um, you know, someone, a stable relationship or the other case, um, they, they, they didn't have it together and, um, you know, they were, but they were interested in relationships. So it was always a mismatch. Okay. I seem okay. to, you know, keep, I kept, um, interacting with people that where it, it didn't it didn't match up. Okay, gotcha. Now in college, your girlfriends, um, your African American black girlfriends, did they did any of them eventually find black men to marry or no? Yes, um, a, a few of them found black men to marry, and now one of my girlfriends is engaged to a Caucasian man. Okay. Okay. And I, I'm curious because the title of your book, it, it's very, it, it narrows it down. It says you, you say that black women should marry a Jewish man. And that's very specific. Not a white man, not an Asian man or whatever. I mean, a, a Jewish man. That's, that, like I said, that's very specific. What is it about Jewish men that you think they have the best marriageable qualities? Well, I think it has a lot to do with the culture, their culture and community, because they they really rally around their youth and give them support and 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 encouragement all you know all the way along from you know a bris to all the way up to the, a bar mitzvah, mm-hmm. and I think that's really important for for children to have and to grow up in a, a nurturing environment. Okay, and. You know, and like I said, I'm just, and I'm pretty sure other people have given you this. I'm just, I'm struggling to understand that there's like nobody out there that would fit this bill that happened to come in the skin, the same color as yours. 
Um, and I, I'm hoping, and I think I read somewhere in your book that you're not making such a wide general statement as that. Um, but basically what you're trying to tell black women is that we probably at this point in the game need to broaden our horizons and open our dating circle. Right. That's, that's, yes, that's a, that's a major, major, um, topic. Okay. Cause like I said, I want to, I want to make sure people understand, cause I did take the time to read the book and, and you do say, you consistently say throughout the book, open your options, open your options. But the title of the book might lead somebody to believe, <laughs> yes, like, you know, know, I'm saying this is your only option. And I, I, I think that's probably why you get beat up a lot because people are saying like who is she to say I'm just supposed to you know but you know I, I do want to in, uh, encourage people to kind of sit down and read exactly what you're saying because um, you know when I was reading it and, and taking the time and I, I found myself you know kind of nodding okay okay yeah I experienced that okay I see what she's saying okay I can understand that yeah you know that makes sense uh, but the title of the book can kind of shut you down right off the top so um you know, I just kind of want to make sure I keep on reiterating that to people that, you know, to kind of be open minded and do take the time to read what you say before you pass judgment. Um, so I'm hoping that, you know, the audience does do take that away from today. Um, so, you know, um, and, and I also want to be clear because I, I don't think some people understand there's a difference between a. A Orthodox Jewish person and a Reformed Jewish person, because from my understanding of Orthodox Jews, they would not even entertain um, an interfaith marriage. Is that mm-hmm. correct? Correct. Yes, that is okay. true. Okay. So um, I'm assuming that your husband and his family um, are a little more open-minded about um, him marrying a black woman. Well, his father grew up. Um, in a reformed household and his mother grew up in an orthodox um, oh, household but they decided you know when they got married they would they would be reformed so that's that's how they um, have decided to um, to, live. To, to live yes are you able to share what the differences between an orthodox Jew and a reformed Jew might be well, a lot of it has to do with that, you know, the, the religious holidays. Um, I, I know some of the Orthodox, Orthodox Jewish, Jewish people practice. There's a, there's daily and weekly um, rituals that they that they practice. Mm-hmm. Whereas with some of the other. Um, Similar to what my my, my um, husband's family, they you know it's more of the high holy days, and you know it's it's not a you know weekly or daily thing for them. Okay, and uh, just out of curiosity, how long have you and your husband been married? We have been married. It'll be five years this okay. this this month. Congratulations on that! Did you guys date long before you got married? A couple of years. Oh, okay. Three years. And you have an interesting story about how you stumbled across your to-be husband, correct? Yes, we met online. You did meet online. Okay, so now we have some dating tips for professional, uh, successful black women who are struggling. So now we know we can probably go to uh, some online sites to uh, meet our potential mate. Where where exactly, or can you say which site you met him on? It was AfroRomance.com. Okay. Okay. And 
did you, was it like in a moment where you just said, you know, forget it, I'm just tired of this dating scene, let me try this online option? Pretty much, yes. I just said I wanted to try something new. <laughs> okay, this meeting somebody in aisle five at the grocery store was not working out no. for Nazareth. So she said, let me go go try AfroRomance.com. Okay, okay. And, you know, it is, even if you do not date, if even if a successful professional woman um, does not date a Jewish man or marry a Jewish man, it is uh, historically been hard or more difficult for um, that demographic of black women to find a mate. I mean, it's you see it in all the relationship magazines. You can pick up any kind of, you know, your essence or your ebony or, you know, your your magazines targeted towards black women. It is a common problem that you hear repeatedly said. So what you're saying or you're bringing to the table is nothing new. Uh, like I said, it's just very interesting the way you've kind of spun it and, um, you know, uh, uh, you are a very courageous woman for saying the things and embarking on that uh, journey that you have. Miss Nazare, we're going to take a quick commercial break, and when we come back, okay. we're going to talk more about your book. Stay tuned. Welcome back to Don't Box Me In. Here's your host, Lana Reed. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. Today I am with author Nazarie Hines-Starr. She's written a book called Why Every Black Woman Should Marry a Jewish Man. And before the break we were discussing um, actually how she met her husband and that was through an online dating site. Um, when you guys uh, connected and started going out, uh, share with me, what actually was it about your husband-to-be that uh, was really attractive to you? Well, he really had a sense of community. He was, um, he wanted to start a family. He's a very loving man. Very mm-hmm. loving. Okay, okay. Now, um, in your book, you have a uh, chapter that uh, I'm pretty sure that upsets a lot of people. It's called The Scumbag Files. And you basically talk about the bad experiences, the, the type of men that you dated before you met your husband um, that were problematic for you. Um, some of these scenarios or some of these descriptions of men, you know, like I said, while I was reading them, through them, me, myself, I was like, yeah, yeah, okay, I, I met that kind of guy. Yeah, yeah, okay, I know what she's talking about. Yeah, that guy, I can remember a guy that did that to me. Um, you know, you just took a different path than some of us have. But let's share some of these types of men that you ran into, that you talk about in the scumbag files. Are they all black men that you're referring to, these experiences? Yes, these were, yes, these were all black men. Okay, so... Um, just to share some of them, um, I think the first one is a guy named, and you you give these people different names to protect yes. these people. Okay, and, and that's fair. One of the guys, the first guy is a guy named Monty, and do you remember how you described him or can, can give us a quick little blurb about Monty? Oh, Monty. Oh, can you refresh the loudmouth guy I met in uh, Baker's, I guess. He was, oh, yes. She's like, oh, yeah, okay, I remember him. Yes, yes. Um, well, he he was a nice guy, but he didn't he didn't seem to be focused, you know, life wise. 
Okay. Because he was actually a, a little bit older than me, but he, um, he just did not, did not seem to, to really want, um, the, you know, the same things that I, that I wanted out of life. So I'm assuming, you know, you're in college, you're, you know, you're pursuing goals, you have a dream for yourself, you're trying to fulfill, and Monty just was happy where he was at in life. I mean, and we do encounter people like that, males and females, that are, where they're at is where they're happy and being at. And that's fine, and then yeah. you find someone who's happy, happy being where, <laughs> where, where they're at, and True. that would be a good pair. True, true. Understood, understood. So I, I do understand, you know, that that difficult dynamic to be in. You know, you run into nice people, but they're not nice people for you. They don't have the same goals and drive as you do. Um, now, another one um, is Ricardo, and you say that he had a great family background, which I can sense is very um, important to you. Uh, and you said one of the things that you really liked about him was that he invited you on a trip to um, Florida f- to meet his family, but what happened with that one? Because that relationship went south. It was a, it was a, a similar scenario. I thought, you know, he he had a lot of potential, and it just wasn't he he was not trying to develop himself. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I wasn't the type of person where I thought, oh, they have to be at this point. But at least because you know, I, during that time, I was still you know, trying to find out what I wanted to do in school and what a career. And I mean, I just, I, I just, I thought I wanted to be with someone who was at least, you know, on their way to somewhere like the, the same way I was. Okay. Okay. So in the beginning, we have a common theme of, you know, you're feeling that you're just running into a lot of black men who don't have uh, goals in life per se. Right, yes. Okay, okay. So the next guy, I'm, I'm trying to touch on a few of these guys, mm-hmm. Tracy. Um, and I think, to be fair, that this Tracy character, we are going to find this in every race and religion, unfortunately. But you refer to Tracy as like a male horse. So I'm assuming that he was sleeping around on you and got caught. Yes. <laughs> that was... <laughs> yes, I okay. guess I would say that. Okay. Okay, so the, the hesitation in talking, I'm assuming it's still a little painful to you or, or you're a little frustrating. Um, and, but we do understand that white people cheat and right. green people, yes. green people cheat, that. purple people yes. cheat, right? Okay. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yes. okay. All right. <laughs> yes. Okay. Uh, another guy you talked about, this guy, Keith, you know, nice looking smart and he seemed to be ambitious which was one of the qualities that you you consistently asked for um now what was wrong with keith keith um keith was i believe this electrical engineering college. student Elect- so you, oh, you guys yes. are both going to college yes. and i mean you're on the same yes. path yes yes he his he didn't seem to um his problem was the relationship. He he wasn't really, um, and I understand, you know, in college, to some, re, you know, you're, you you want um, maybe not necessarily a one relationship, but he didn't mm-hmm. seem to be relationship ori- orientated. Okay. okay. Um, for me. Gotcha. Gotcha. So. Um, 
when did how how old were you when you finally uh met your husband? Oh, let me see. I was I think that was 30s. I think it was 35 or 36. Okay. Yeah, so 35 or 36. 36. So we have at 35 or 36, we have now graduated from college and we're on our way. We've kind of solidified some of our accomplishments in life and so you had been consistently from college to this point been dating black men? Yes. Yes, I was. Mostly black men. Okay. So I'm going to assume that you did not go on to um, AfroRomance.com and say, I am looking for a Jewish man. Uh, your intention was to just find somebody other than a black man because you had been so, you had so many bad experiences? Or, I mean, did you embark on this journey of, you know, I've done my research, you know, this seems to be the good guy, I'm going to find me a Jewish guy? No, I mean, I would have been open to Hispanics or any other, any other, um, um, culture. Okay. Okay. It just so happens that you stumbled across him. Yes. Okay. 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 So at what point in the dating process or even the marriage process did you come to the conclusion that, um, Jewish men are the, is, are where it's at? I, I think as I as I got to know his family and I witnessed uh, some of the community events and um, family gatherings, okay. that's when I started to see um, the loving environment. Gotcha. Okay. Now, you mentioned that his mother uh, was raised as an Orthodox Jew, and we all have, um, unfortunately, stereotypical perceptions of your, your classic Jewish mother. Um, was her reception of you as a black woman warm uh, right off the top? or was Yes, it a little very, bit? very warm. She's a wonderful mother-in-law. She, okay. she really is, yes. Cool, cool. Now, were you the first uh, out of his uh, religion interfaith person that he had dated? No, I believe I was the third or fourth African-American female. Okay. Does he say he has preferences to who he, he likes? He, he prefers black women. Oh, he does. Okay. So he was on a, so I, I'm assuming that's probably why he was on Afro Romance, right? He yeah. he was looking for a black woman to be yes. with. Yes. And um, he's not here to speak for himself, but I'm pretty sure, you know, you guys have lots of pillow talk. So has he mentioned to you what is it about black women that he prefers? Well, he he um, he likes the out, outgoing um, and um, the curves. <laughs> We do have some curves. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> now, um, let, let me give you this thought. You know, we are, as black women, we're already talking about the small pool of eligible men that we have to date. So we have to start exploring our options. How do you think 
successful Jewish women feel when we start dipping into their pool because they are saying like look I have a few guys I have to date and marry to as well so now you're going to start taking these guys from me as well I mean um, do, do you think there's um, some possible tension from that no I, I don't think so and I've, I've talked to some young Jewish females who are um, um, dating and and they don't they don't seem to have an issue with it okay do you think there's a larger pool of Jewish men to choose from than there are eligible black men? Given our statistics right now, I would say probably, yes. Okay, okay. And But th- th- that's just because of the statistics and the, uh, you know, our, our population. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And... And before we go to break real quick, if, if somebody was, if a, a black man was to step in front of you today and what, what would an eligible black man to marry look like to you? Oh, uh, just, well, for me, because I wanted a family, they would, they would, um, have to want a family, a stable mm-hmm. relationship. Um, be active in their community, um, successful or, uh, you know, goal orientated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I mean, I mean, and it's not to hear you talk, it's not really unrealistic for you to ask for these things. I guess the problem that most people might have listening to you is it seems like you might be saying, Black men don't have these these goals or drives or ambition, and I just cannot reiterate enough that I, after reading the book, you're not giving these blanket statements to all black men. You're just saying what you have found to be successful for you, and that possibly others might be open to trying it. Um, well, they used to. They they used to. Yeah, they, you know, and like you said, you give the example of your father. I mean, you know, um, he here's the man that raised you, and he's provided you with all these wonderful examples. So, you know, um, it is there are black men out there doing it. I think what you're just basically saying. I hope I'm speaking for you correctly. Is just that they're far and few in between. Um, so, and we have it, a lot of work to do. We do have, and you do mention that a lot in your book. And, and like I said, I just cannot reiterate enough to the audience to really take the time and read some of the things you said because I think they will really agree with the message that you're giving because you do give a lot of statistics, you know, about the breakdown in the family structure, the black family structure, you know, the problems that we're having. You know, we're having a lot of children, you know, without uh, being in two-parent households and stuff like that. And you list the numbers and everything, um, you know, so there's a lot of – good golden nuggets that you say I just think that people shut down and don't really listen to what you're saying because they're just so offended by the title title yes okay so we're going to take a quick commercial break and I'm going to come back and talk more about this this book that you have stay tuned let's return to don't box me in with your host Lana Reed Hello, 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 and welcome back. Today I am with controversial author Nazarene Heinstar. She's written the book, Why Every Black Woman Should Marry a Jewish Man. And, uh, you know, 
like I said, you know, before the break, the title is just so wow, you know, uh, run into a brick wall kind of stop and, you know, kind of angers people off the top. Um, and, you know, I think if people take the time to read some of the stuff that you do say, that they will understand uh, how you've come to this conclusion or why you're saying certain things that you're saying. And in your book, there's a chapter called uh, Why It's Time to Take a Dip in the Snow. And you you discuss why or when it's time for black women to kind of start to have an open mind and start to say, okay, you know, uh, let's explore your options. And, and you specifically near yours down to why you should date a Jewish man. And you, you give these claims or these tips or these pointers or why you think Jewish men are the best um, to marry. And one of the things that you say is Jewish men um, at least attempt to marry before they make babies. Uh, is that is that a religious thing for them, you think, or is it just the way they're raised, or what is that? I, I think mostly because of the way they're raised. Okay. And your experiences with dating black men, you feel that they were trying to do it the opposite way around. They weren't interested in making a family or, or being married. They just were making the babies beforehand. Right. Just, just beforehand. I mean, it just wasn't, um, and I understand things happen, but, um, it's, it just didn't seem to be a, a, a thought ahead of, you know, ahead of time, like something that someone would think, you know, well, what if, that that type of thing. Okay. Now, I always like to tell people there's two sides to every situation. So if if it is the fact that black men and black women are um, marrying in lesser and lesser numbers these years, uh, is it possible that maybe black women are not really as interested in, in getting married um, as we used to be in generations before? Maybe it's not all um, the quote-unquote the, the scumbag male part. Do you think that um, women are trying to get married or they're more so pursuing their careers and, and doing this and becoming successful and marriage is kind of an afterthought? No, I mean, that's, that hasn't been the response that, that, I've, that I've gotten in general. Okay. I mean, yes, there are some women out there that have put the, the career ahead of, ahead of, um, of, of you wanting to start a family, and and not everybody wants to start a family. But even out of the women who may not, um, just like my my girlfriend that's that's getting married um, next year, she does not want children, but she okay. wanted to get married. Okay. So you know, and she's very career orientated. Okay. Okay. Now, another one of the traits that you say why black women should look at Jewish men is that um, they're not looking for somebody to take care of them. And I'm assuming that means financially. Uh, you just you just think Jewish men are more financially um, responsible than black men? Well, I would just say in general, and, and it is a generational thing. It, I, I really think uh, it has a lot to do with... Um, the, the age of the person. Mm-hmm. Now, maybe, perhaps, if I had been interested in in dating a man maybe twenty years older uh-huh. than me, then you know maybe. But you know, but that's not what I that 
you know, I wanted to start a family. So I, I needed to find someone closer to my age. And, you know, you do mention that you found him at 35. So once you get to be 35, 36, you do have some sort of settled expectations. You know, I, I expect you to have certain things or be in a certain place in life by the time you're 35 or so. Um, we're not out there kind of winging it like we were in our 20s. So, you know, it, it is understandable that you had certain stability expectations um, at that particular age. Right. You know, I, I remember... Um, you know, when me and my late husband got married, we were, I was 20, he was 23. So we both had nothing and we, we had to build something. So you're more likely to tolerate a man who's not really financially stable, you know, in your younger ages. But I think like you, if I had met somebody, um, 35, you know, I'm now 45, you know, you just have certain expectations that, um, you're coming to the table. But he was also building with you. Okay, yes, yes. <laughs> yes. I mean, you know, if you're yes. going build, to you build together, then that's different than one person doing something and the other person and going in a, a different direction. Gotcha, understood. True, true. Um, another one of the uh, points that you make, um, and I guess we've kind of touched on this, you know, and and this is just really another stereotype that um, the Jewish community has, is that they're just much more financially stable. They, they're very good with money, um, and we've talked about this. I mean, do you really think that is something unique to that faith, or, you know, um, could you have found that in, um, you know, a Russian Catholic or an Asian Buddhist? Possibly. Mm-hmm. Possibly. I mean, I know there are some some principles that they, you know, that they follow, but I'm not sure if that has a bearing on um, finances. Okay. Okay. All righty. So you guys have been married for five years now, and you guys have a, a little one now, correct? Yes. How old is he? <laughs> He is almost three. Almost He's three. almost three. So <laughs> you are still a Christian and your husband is Jewish. So how do we combine this? Because I know as a boy, there's certain um, religious things that he has to go through. Uh, yeah. How are you guys combining all of this stuff? Well, we, we've decided we're going to we're going to raise him Jewish. OK. Mm. OK. So that means he's going to, you know, uh, what is the age at Fourteen or something, he has to go through. About the, yes, thirteen. Thirteen. Okay. So, how do you? Because um, I'm pretty sure you know. There's times where uh, the little one has to go hang out with his grandparents on your side. Uh, how do you, you know, combine? There's there's not only like faiths. There's just different cultural elements that the different families have. Um, is it com- complex to combine all of this together? No, because we try to focus on our the, the the things that are especially with the religion. We we try to focus on the similarities between okay. the religions. Okay, okay. Now I, I ask you how um, his mother, his family received you. What did your family had to say when you um, announced that you were going to date and marry? Um. Well, my dad was worried about the culture difference. Mm-hmm. Um, but once he got to know Michael, he was he was fine um, with that. And but my mom really didn't care either way. But 
you know, she she thought with the religious thing that it might be a problem. Okay. okay. But um, we but we've seen to to work it out. So it's things are going fine. Oh, it sounds like it. Now, do you have brothers or sisters? I have a younger brother. You have a younger brother. Is he in relationships um, with black women or no? Yes, he is. As oh. far as I know, he's very secretive. <laughs> he doesn't want to tell big sister what he's doing, right? <laughs> okay. Okay. But as far as you know, he's... Um, Okay. And do you think that your younger brother will grow up to be a man more so in the image of your father? I think so. Okay. Okay. Yes. Okay. So we have one el- eligible bachelor coming up in the pool for us to possibly <laughs> date. <laughs> okay. Yes. Okay. All right. There's still some hope out there, folks. Okay. <laughs> cool. Um, are you guys planning on having any more kids? Not at this point. Not no. at this point? Okay, okay. You guys still ambitiously working on some things or? Yes. Okay, okay. And what part of the, um, you met him online, I'm assuming. Were you guys both in the same city when you met? No, I, um, well, I, I, we were, but, um, I was, I'm from, originally from Ohio. Okay. So, um, I came to, this area for school. Okay. And I just stayed here. Oh, okay. Okay. So you didn't have to like relocate to be with him or anything like that. You guys no. are already in the general. Okay. Okay. Alrighty. So, uh, Christmas time, Thanksgiving for black folks is, is a, a very interesting time. You know, we've got our traditional stuff going on meal wise and, and activities and the Jewish community, uh, during the holiday season, uh, they have events that are unique to them. Um, do you go to Christmas with your, your your parents' house and then do Hanukkah and all that stuff? I mean, how, you know, I'm still kind of interested as to how you guys incorporate all of this together. Yes, well, yes, we try to do um, Christmas uh, with um, with my family, or we do it here, uh, and then we do Hanukkah with 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 his family. So in our house, we have a menorah and a Christmas tree. <laughs> okay, so both. the little one gets both worlds. Okay. Yes. Okay. I mean, and you know, it's it's better to be diverse than to, you know, just have one tunnel vision view of things anyway. So, I mean, I guess, you know, from the start, he's going to have a better outlook on things, you know, because he has two worlds that he's exposed to. And so that's what I'm hoping. And yeah. kids have to know that everyone in the world is not going to think and feel the same way as you. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Now, as we were going to take our last break of the day, okay. we'll be right back right after this. Okay. Welcome back to Don't Box Me In. Here's your host, Lana Reed. Welcome back. Welcome back. I have been spending some of my day with Miss Nazarie Hines-Starr. She's written a book called Why Every Black Woman Should Marry a Jewish Man. And uh, you know, before the break, we were talking about some of the uh, Jewish traditions and kind of combining them, you know, with you being of Christian faith. And one of the things that I've always liked about the Jewish faith. There's quite a few things that, you know, I personally take away. Um, but they have this concept called a marriage contract. 
and um, you say in your book that you and your husband actually went into this and signed a marriage contract. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. Can you share with us what what exactly does this mean to um, the Jewish faith? This marriage contract. Well, the man man is vowing to care for his wife to take care of her. Um, and I mean, that could be in, in many ways, mm-hmm. but, um, that's the general, the general, um, just of it. Just, just of it, yes. Yeah. I think that's like, a you know, it's a very powerful document, you know, for, you know, here it is that I am acknowledging that it is my responsibility, um, to my wife to take care of her, honor her and, and support her, uh, so what usually um, happens after you sign this document, usually couples display this somewhere in the house. It's like a constant reminder of what his obligations are to his wife and his family, correct? Yes. Right. yes. Okay. Okay. Um, now, you mentioned in your book that before you started entertaining dating outside of your race and religion, you know, that you used to be one of those black women that would look at interracial couples and, you know, kind of, why, why is she doing that or why is he doing that? Um, I'm wondering what kind of looks or what kind of treatment do you get now that you're married to a Jewish man from black women or black men? Um, well, we don't really get too many looks. Yeah, but I mean that could be because where we live. Okay. Possibly. Um maybe because you know Maryland this this um tri-state area is very diverse. Okay. Okay. Uh, okay. So when did you decide, you know, um to write this book? You It's been out for what? Like last year? Yes, about a year or so. Okay. What made you say, you know, hey, I'm going to Put myself on the chopping block and put this out here. <laughs> well, I mean, I my girlfriends, my girlfriends, um, always they come to me and ask for advice, and and I would just, you know, come home and and want to write it down, and and eventually it just it grew into into a book. Okay, okay, so. How did the husband feel about, hey, I don't know if we should do this, or or was he like, go for it? Yes, he said, go for it. (laughs) Go for it. Okay. You know, another, honey, I got your back, huh? Yes. (laughs) Okay. I mean, and, you know, we want all of our significant others to kind of feel that way, you know, and support us in any way. So um, now, do your parents know that you have this book out? Yes. Okay, and mom and dad were not like, hey, maybe we don't want to kind of know. They were supportive too? Yes, they were supportive. Okay, okay. Now, you say a lot of your girlfriends come to you for advice and such. Did you refer a lot of your girlfriends to Afroromance.com? I did. Yes, I did. Okay. And your your Cupid success rate is, have you gotten uh, people connected to this Yes, I have. Actually, one of my, well, it wasn't AfroRomance.com. I believe it was Plenty of Fishes. So the one girlfriend I have that's engaged, she's getting married next year. She met um, her fiancé on Plenty of Fishes. And then I have another girlfriend that is married now, and they just had a little one um, not too long ago. Yes, they also met on Plenty of Fishes. 
Now, both of these situations are interfaith, interrace. One of them is inter interracial. Okay. The other one, the other one is not. Okay. Okay. Um, but they're both they're the same religion. Okay. Okay. I'm curious, just to add a quick off-the-wall thought, you know, and I'm thinking about your kid, and this might not even be a subject matter that you guys address at all, but as your child grows, um, you said you have decided to raise him uh, to be Jewish, but will he say that he's black or not? Oh, that I'm not sure how he will identify. I mean... For us, I mean, he's 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 black. Mm-hmm. Us, um, but he's also biracial. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I it's just it's going to depend on how he decides to how he decides to um, to identify himself. Okay, and he's you guys are in Maryland now, and I'm assuming that he's growing up in a in a diverse environment where um, he might not necessarily have to deal with these issues right now? I mean, I'm assuming his friends, and I mean, he's in daycare now or maybe kindergarten or something. Or how yes, is he? he's in preschool. Oh, preschool. Uh, yeah, almost three. Okay, so he, the preschool that he's in, um, there are more kids that look like him or no? It's a mixed group. Okay, it's a mixed group. It's a mixed group. Okay, okay. So just to say, he grows up and he's identifying as a black male um what type of man do you hope he to, he he becomes because you as a mother you had so many problems with dating black males so you know you don't want to raise a child who ends up being the type of man that you had problems with uh, well i'm hoping he'll model after his father you know even though his father's not african american okay i'm just hoping that he'll embrace the this you know, the characteristics of a, a strong, strong man. Okay, okay. Why do you feel um, that people have a problem with what you say? I, because it it is critical. I, I am being critical um, of, of, black, of black men, but my heart is in the right place. I mean, I'm really hoping that this book is going to spark some... A, a change because we're it, it's really sad we're not on a, a great path mm-hmm. as far as with our community and the way our families have deteriorated okay okay what do you think if you could give me just one or two points what do you think that we quickly need to fix I would say the the um the fact that our children we have more at least seventy percent um of our kids um are in are being raised in, in single 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 parent households. Mm-hmm. And I think that rate is just it's just it's it's way too high. And I can agree with you on that. I, I, I mean, coming from a two-parent household, I can definitely agree with you and understand that. Our children that. deserve better. I, I really, I really feel that uh, they deserve better. And and people, they complain about the youth, but 
you know, in, in their defense, I think we've just really dropped the ball. The, the, a lot of the adults have dropped the ball. Gotcha. I mean, and like I said, you know, kids don't get to where they're at at, at their own fault. I mean, it takes the adults that are raising them for them to be the way they are. So right. I truly understand that. Um, real quickly, how do people pick up a copy of your book? I am on Amazon and um, you can and Kindle. It's okay. also available on Kindle. Okay. Okay. So you gonna have a second book coming out too? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> on it. Okay. If we survive this. Right now. Yes. Yes. <laughs> All right, dear. Well, uh, we are at the conclusion of the hour here. Um, I hope I have not been too uh, too hard on you. I try to be open minded, okay. uh, you know, and give everybody a chance to talk. There, uh, you know, like I said, you you. When I first got the email, I was like, "Who we? This is this is interesting one, you know, because um, you know I have to leave my own personal." feelings and thoughts, you know, behind, like I said, throughout the uh, show, you know, I've had my own negative experiences in dating, you know, black men, but I, I've still kind of want to say, okay, well, there's, you know, got to be one out there. Um, so, you know, you want to be open-minded to hear, you know, the options that you provide and, and it might work for some other women out there. It's definitely something that you, you need to be open-minded about. So um, I wish you much success, and um, I'm just glad that you are in a wonderful, blossoming marriage and that you are happy, and that is always the most important factor. And I thank you so much for spending time with me today. Thank you. My guest today has been Dr. Nazari Hines-Starr. Please pick up her book, um, Why Every Black Woman Should Marry a Jewish Man, available on Amazon. And that is all for this week's show. I'll be back next week at the same time. Until then, remember when it comes to your dreams, the words can't and won't should never slow you down. There is always space to change and to grow. Don't be boxed in. Live your very best life. I am your host, Lana Reed, and I will see you all next week.